Today I will be reading once again from the English Standard Version. I'll be reading John chapter 10, verse 1 through 21. Let's pray and get into the Word. Almighty God, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we ask you to open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things from your holy Word. Change us with your Word, because we desperately need to be changed. Reveal yourself to us from your Word, because we desperately need to know you. And speak to us through your Word, because we desperately need to hear your voice. Amen. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he was brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. So Jesus again said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. My own know me. Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life, that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, He has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, These are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? The word of the Lord. Amen. Yesterday I looked at the passage where Jesus heals a man who was blind from birth. The Jewish authorities say Jesus is a sinner because he heals on the Sabbath, and they want the man who was born blind to agree with them. The man won't do that, so they expel him from the synagogue. The Jewish authorities have no understanding of the spirit of the law. They only know the letter of the law. God instituted the Sabbath to benefit the people, not to punish them. They have no compassion. They see themselves as superior to the uneducated rabble who are flocking to Jesus. They ridicule the man Jesus healed and his parents as well. Soon afterward, Jesus delivers this monologue about the sheep and the shepherd. Although the Pharisees and the scribes didn't understand the spirit of the law, they knew the letter well, so they would have picked up on the symbolism immediately. The Old Testament is full of passages that refer to God's people as a flock of sheep. See Psalms 74, 78, 79, and 100 for examples. In Genesis 48 and 49, in Psalms 23, 28, 77, and 78, and in Isaiah 40, Ezekiel 34, you will see God depicted as the shepherd. 
faithful human shepherds of God's flock are depicted in Jeremiah 3, 2 Samuel 5, and Psalm 78. We also need to keep in mind that Moses and King David were shepherds before God called them to lead his people. Abusive and unfaithful religious leaders are described as destroyers of God's flock in Jeremiah 23 and Ezekiel 34. The most important passage that I want to bring to your attention as we move forward is Micah 5, where the Messiah to come is described as a shepherd. If you hit pause and take a few minutes to read the scriptures I just listed, it may give you a greater appreciation of this passage, if you so desire. Jesus talks about sheep and shepherds and thieves and robbers. Something for you to think about is that the English word pastor is Latin for shepherd. The shepherd knows the sheep and he calls them by name. The sheep know his voice. They recognize their names and they follow him when he calls. In John 20, 14 through 16, we see this beautifully illustrated when Mary, the first to see the risen Lord, does not recognize him until he says her name. I, for one, am deeply moved by this moment. It is an event that I cherish, and I am extremely grateful that John, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, included it in this gospel. The sheep will not follow a stranger and said they will flee because they do not know his voice. Shepherds spent the entire day and sometimes the night as well with their sheep. The relationship between the shepherd and his sheep is one of great intimacy. This is a picture of the relationship Jesus wants to have with us. It says here that those who Jesus was speaking to did not understand. So, as he has done throughout this gospel, Jesus brings it to another level. I am the door of the sheep. Some sheep pens didn't have doors, so the shepherd would lay across the entrance and become the door, keeping thieves and robbers out and only letting in those who belonged. The false messiahs, the false prophets who came before Jesus are thieves and robbers. They came only to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus is the good shepherd who came to give abundant life. The sheep belong to them. He protects them. He loves them and he cares for them. He knows them and they know him, just like Jesus and the Father know each other. The Pharisees are hired hands who don't care for the sheep. They are only in it to get what they can for themselves. They abuse the sheep and will not protect them. Jesus will soon lay down his life for the sheep. He will take it up again. Jesus will over time gather his entire flock, even those who are not physical descendants of Abraham like you and I. At that time, there will be only one flock and one shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ. And once again, the ignorant, mean-spirited Pharisees say Jesus has a demon and want to stone him. However, there are some among them who are beginning to open their eyes. These are not the words of a man with a demon. Can a demon give sight to the blind? I would love to meet some Pharisees when I get to heaven. I hope some of them become true born-again believers in Jesus the Messiah. John 10.10 is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life. I love those words. I have an abundant life. I don't have much money. Everything in my life is not perfect. I have struggles. I have things that don't work out like I expect them to or want them to. But I have an abundant life. 
I know Jesus. My kids know Jesus. And I pray that my grandchildren, all six of them, come to know Jesus. That, my friends, is abundant life. I was recently laid off, but I have Jesus. Jesus is my great treasure. I respond when he calls my name, and I will not follow another. So I still have abundant life. Do you have abundant life? Have you invested your life in things that will eventually burn? Do you respond when Jesus calls your name? Are you willing to follow another? Is Jesus your great treasure? I hope you spend some time meditating on these questions today. And I thank you for listening to Jesus and Coffee. Amen. And may God richly bless you.